Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Halloween special of Realms and Nerds. A quick note before we get started, we've decided that uh, to save some time and jump right into the action, we are not going to discuss any of the character backstories for these particular characters. If you would like to learn more about the characters, their backstories, where they came from, you can look on our social media and we will have posted them on there. Otherwise, if uh, that doesn't really matter to you, you can just jump right in with us and have a good time welcome back foolhardy listeners to realms and nerds i am your pod ghost host you thought there were no more haunted tales to be found in the world of pridea you were gravely mistaken <laughs> Brace your mortal souls in, as I guide you into the eastern wasteland, wherein we shall find another haunted tale from Prydia's past in terror from Elmwood Cemetery. <laughs> Before we get started, I am, however, going to go around. I want everybody to say the name of their character and the class that you're playing. I am playing Neil Gage. He is a uh, ranger commando. Howdy, folks. This here's Rita Blackwood, and uh, she's an imperial warden and the sheriff of this here town. I'm Bart Montas, and I am a monster hunter. I am Evelyn Jennings, and I am a healer. Hello, my name is Clifton Shanks, and I'm playing the God class. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Actually, in reality, I am playing the one and only Mr. Joan Redson. However, he's not a sorcerer uh, for this Halloween 2019 special. He is a farmer. I am playing the farmer class. So is your weapon a hoe? Uh, actually, it's a pitchfork. Thanks for asking. <laughs> that would be the pimp class. <laughs> All right. Set sometime before the events of our Return of Ornon campaign, trouble is brewing in the town of Little Whiskey. Sheriff Rita Blackwood has received a lot of terrible news. A few things have happened. Over the last couple of weeks, several graves have been found to be disturbed in the cemetery. Just yesterday, she got a report that several of the cattle at the Stone Treads farm have been brutally murdered by a savage beast. And just now, she's received word that Rita Baker has gone missing. 
it looks like it might be time to wrangle up a posse to find out what's going on in this town. All right now, Bart. Would you just now tell me right here something about what? 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 Could you just go back over there for me, ma'am? It appears in Little Whiskey, we've been seeing some major problems. Graves being dug up, bodies not in them, and cattle mutilations. It's kind of a nasty business there right now. Well now, Bart, let me tell you what I'm going to do as the sheriff of this here town. There's one thing I know. Whenever things are getting a little funky, you got to call on the town folk. They always figure it out for you. Um, I don't think that that's... Oh, um... Okay, you're you're already gone. Um, I'm just talking to myself. Okay. As she pushes through the saloon doors of the sheriff's office. Okay. Out into Little Whiskey. Alright, so as you step out, the sheriff's station is right in the town square. So the other buildings you see in the town square here are a general store, the church, and a tavern. Well, she's obviously going to go heading towards the tavern. Okay. As you head towards the tavern, you walk past the general store, and uh, as you walk past, the doors open and out onto the porch, carrying a whole armful of supplies, steps Joan Redson and uh, his wife. Oh, uh, Joan! Howdy, ma'am. Now, uh, I was wondering if, uh, well, uh, there's been some cattle mutilations from what I've heard been hearing. Yeah, I've been hearing that from uh, some of some of the neighbors. They've been they've been saying stuff about that. Well, now I was just wondering if uh, you'd like to join our posse of uh, people that are going to be going out now and uh, looking around for it. I I don't know, ma'am. That's not really my that's not really my calling. I'm just. Oh, come on now, John. I know I know you have cattle on your farm. What I'm... what would you do if uh, if the beast or whatever it is is coming for your cattle next? I mean, I'd probably, I mean, I'd I'd fight it off, probably. Well, if you're going to fight it off later, why not you fight it off now? I mean, that is a good point. You know what? I you will. know what? No, no, Joan, you know, you take, you take a, what's your, what's your beautiful wife's name again? Uh, Abigail. Uh, you take your Abigail here uh, back home, and, uh, and then you can ride back into town, and we'll talk about it then. Yes, ma'am. And she's going to head on forward towards the tavern. Bart runs up, sees Joan, gives him a quick bow, and keeps chasing after Rita. Okay, so you reach the tavern, and uh, inside is a scene. It's fairly full, probably about three-fourths full right now. It's about dinner time, so people are starting to, you know, file in for their evening meal. You know, most people that live in town are travelers from out of town. They're all eating here. So, among the people that you see are Dr. Evelyn and Neil Gage. Well, uh, she's going to sit down next to uh, Neil first. Howdy, Neil. Howdy, ma'am. You, uh, you've been hearing about this cattle mutilation? Oh, yeah. Any of your cattle been hit? Well, ma'am, as it turns out, it was actually our cattle that's been attacked by this beast. Oh, no, that that's just I'm afraid that's terrible. I'm afraid I wasn't present. At the time, otherwise I would have probably been able to handle it myself. But the stone treads put me up to task of figuring out what this beast is. Well, um, Neil, it just so happens that Bart here and I, we are on the uh, the exact same task as you. Well then, allow me to tag along with you. Of course. Bart suddenly comes running in. 
he's uh, out of breath. He stands next to Rita, and he's trying to catch his breath as he's standing there. Boy, stop running around. You're a deputy, for God's sake. Bart, hey, you sit down now and, uh, and order Neil here a drink. You one for yourself, too. Well, All thank, right. Well, thank you kindly, man. Of course, of course. Uh, doctor. And uh, she's going to walk down to the other end of the bar and sit down next to Evelyn. Oh, yes. I was just explaining to my neighbor here that he should uh, be warned about the dangers of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Continue. Of course. What can I do for you, Sheriff? Well, uh, I was wondering if uh, you'd be willing to help us track this beast that's been hunting down our cattle around these parts. Yes, I imagine if they can do such a thing to uh, domestic cattle that a man, it would leave quite fascinating wounds. I'm sure I would be able to treat such things, though. Well, uh, I was hoping that possibly you could come along and analyze it scientifically. Yes, yes, and I'm sure uh, if there's any violent uh, interactions, you'll you'll need some medical staff at hand. Okay. And this town is uh, no short of need of medical staff. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, uh, I was wondering if you would like to attend the scene of the crime with me. Yes. Well, uh, my horse is roped out front. Certainly, yes. I, I, I can ride with your steed. I can ride on your steed with you. Uh, okay, yeah, all right. <coughs> um, you do all have your own horses. Bart actually has, like, a big Clydesdale, because he's massive. Can I have a ward? He's a big fucking... <laughs> oh, no. I was gonna no. say, we all have our own steeds. Yeah, you all, ha you all have your own horses. Well, uh, I don't see why you uh, couldn't ride your own steed, of course. <laughs> well, I did. I was questioning why you were offering up your own steed. Uh, oh, uh, Perhaps I just misunderstood you. <laughs> of course, I was just simply saying that I was ready to leave. Bart produces two deputy badges, and he hands one to each of you. Bart, hey! What I tell you, you can't be going around just deputizing everybody. <laughs> I thought that's what you meant by putting together a posse. Wait, yeah, you can't give him the actual badge, though. Why not? Well, then we gotta get him back from him, or there could be trouble, and someone could do a crime and say they're doing they're being a deputy. I have a sworn oath never to kill. Well, that's very kind of you. And but we may have to kill something along the road. Oh, well, I'll leave that to you. Jonah's entered after taking Abigail home into the... We're in a saloon, right? Yeah. Tavern. Saloon. Tavern, tavern. yeah, saloon. Uh, he walks up. Ma'am. Ma'am. Tips his hat to the ladies. Joan Redson. Ma'am. It's good seeing you back here. I wasn't sure you would be coming around. You spoke the truth there, ma'am. I can't, I can't ignore doing what's right. I mean, I'm no law person like you, but, I mean... Well, I'm... Joan... Anybody could be a law person. It uh, just takes a little bit of work. Some grit. <laughs> Not me. Uh... I'm, I don't think I could ever fill those shoes. Well, how about we see how you do on this case and we'll see what happens. All right. Well, we're just about to head out now to uh, the scene of the crime. All right. So you have now exited the tavern. Where would you like to go? Again, you have the four buildings in this main area. You've got the Stone Treads Farm. And you've got the Baker Homestead. Yeah, the Stone Tread Farm is where 
the well, the, the, the slaughtering happened. The, 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 the scene of the crime. The Stone Tread Farm is where the cows have been slaughtered. The Baker Homestead is where Rita disappeared from. Well, we're going to go to the uh, Baker's first to uh, check out the suspicious disappearance of Rita. And Rita cares, because Rita and Rita. I was about to say, this is getting very confusing. Yep. Rita, Rita, and Rita. <laughs> Rita and Rita. Two and a half Ritas. <laughs> what, there can't be more than one Rita in a town? No. There's going to be trouble around here. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you all mount up and head out to the Baker Farm. At this point, it is getting later in the evening. The sun is getting close to the horizon. You've probably got about an hour of daylight left. As we approach, Reed's going to dismount and knock on the front door. So the door is open, and uh, you see a woman in her mid-40s. She's tall, and she's got long brown hair. And, uh, you recognize her as Daisy Baker. She's Rita Baker's mother. Oh, thank heavens you're here. I'm just been so worried. Of course, Daisy. We we couldn't. Uh, I, I could not come and see what happened. Could you show me uh wh- where you last saw Rita? Well, you see, last I saw her was here in the house. So what happened was uh, I was baking up some pies and I took them down to the general store. You know, they they sell them down by the slice over there. Of course, I get one every morning. So I, I took my pies into town and when I left, Rita was just right here. And when I came back, she was gone. Now, at, uh, at first, I didn't think much of it. I thought maybe she, you know, went down into the grove to pick some berries or something. But uh-huh. uh, after a few hours, you know, it started to get late and I got worried. So I, I went out looking for her and I couldn't find her anywhere. Where did you last uh, see her? Here in the house, Bart. What, where in the house, though? I mean, when I would, left... Would you mind if we took a quick look? Not at all. When I, when I left her, she was, uh, she was right here at the kitchen table working on her needlework. So uh, she's going to walk in the room and she's going to look over the table where Rita was last seen. So, Can I do an investigation check? I would like to do a perception check. That's permissible. One investigates, okay. one... Okay, I guess, yeah, one investigation check, one perception check. Oh, oh, shit, dog. Wait, hang on. Okay. 13. Okay, I'm sorry. I th- when I first looked at that, I, I thought that was a one, and I thought that we had I thought that we had a crit on both sides because that would have been insane. <laughs> so what's your total come to? Twenty five. So twenty five, and you had thirteen. Yeah. Okay. So let's do the perception check first. Okay. What are you I'm, trying to look for here? I'm looking for anything that a doctor typically would be, like signs of blood, hair. Bodily fluids. Okay. Uh, I think that actually Yeah, that probably actually would be investigation, not perception. But we'll we'll still go off that roll anyways. I think the only thing you find is on the floor near the table, you pick up the needlework that Rita was working on. And you notice that the needle itself is stained with a particularly dark blood. Does it look human? Or one of the common races? You are not sure what exactly this blood came from. Bart, what are you looking for? Disturbances, like if there's a window nearby and there's a cobweb that's been disturbed, whether any scuff marks on the ground, anything strange and out of the ordinary. 
First, you examine the walls near the door, and you notice that there is a particularly fresh scuff mark on the wall right where the door hits it, which makes you think that the door was probably swung open very violently. And you also can tell that there are some scuff marks leading from the chair back towards the door, like something was dragged. What do you see, Bart? Do you see where the door would live? If you were to open it? Yeah, it looks like maybe uh, somebody shoved the door open quick like. That's what I'm thinking, too. And uh, look at the ground. Yeah, th- it's there's... kind of scuffed up. Almost like someone roped her chair and pulled her. Yeah. Odd. Takes out a notebook and uh, writes its findings in it along with... Uh, His what? feelings. No. <laughs> along with uh, observation of the needle. And, uh, puts it back in his, uh, pocket. You always were so thorough, Bart. Uh, Evelyn, I'm assuming that you shared the needle information with everybody? Uh, yeah. Okay. After seeing the, the scuff marks leaning towards the door, Rita's gonna go actually back out through the door and see if there's any kind of discernible tracks that might lead out. Okay. Neil would, uh, like to... Um, attempt to assist her. Okay. Rita, roll for investigation, and I'll give you advantage, since Neil is going to assist you. Perception's good. So, uh, that's a nine? You, yeah, you can't find any tracks of any kind. Can I try? <laughs> Looking for airplane trails, not animal tracks. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can, you can look as well. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a nine. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, Bart, I don't see, see, I don't see a damn thing. thing, Bart. Yeah. Joan, you've been standing by pretty quietly. Why don't you take a take a stab at investigating around here? Fifteen. So, uh, Joan, because of your time uh, working on the farm and, you know, th- things like that, you've gotten pretty good at picking up tracks of animals. And so you've been sort of just, you know, wandering around kind of, I think, you, you know, the stuff inside the house wasn't really your forte. So you kind of stayed outside and were yep. just l- looking around. And uh, about 40 feet from the house, you find what looks like an enormous footprint of some kind of a dog. Hey, I, I think I got something. What do you got over there, Joan? And Rita's going to run over. It appears to be some sort of a... Dog footprint, but oh kind of a big, God. kind of a big dog, don't you think, Joan? I don't mean to freak you out, but uh, I've seen this print before. This here's a werewolf. I'm sorry, a what? Well, I mean, I can't be hundred percent certain. I'd probably have to go look a uh, look at a book or something, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, man, I'm I'm a simple man. There's as far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing. Werewolves? That's just as fake as thing, you know, things like the boogeyman or skeletons, dragons, those kind of things. Saw a I'm, bunch of flim flam. There's a hobgoblin standing right in front of you, and you're going to tell me that this sort of stuff isn't real? Come on, Nate. That's different. One you're right your, there. One of your parents was an elf. Yeah. So... <laughs> what we call that denial, Rita? That's you know elves and their ancient magic, and uh... but that's different. That's real. 
But werewolves. What makes you think it's a werewolf? Well, look at Since when do you know anything about werewolves, right? Well, well, never, but... <laughs> Are you a werewolf? Is that how you know hey, such thing? While they're talking, I can I you? investigate the age of the track to see when it might have gotten laid? Well, so hopefully it's at least 18, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your mind went the same place. Are you mind. meaning like a nature check? Because uh, Chaboy is pretty good at them. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do a check for that. And that would be like a nature check. A nature check? Okay. Well, that's 12. You can tell that these tracks were put in sometime today. Can uh, Neil do one as well? Go ahead. Thirteen. I would like to check for traces of the blood that matches what's on the needle. Okay. Well, that's a four. Yeah, you see nothing. I would like to perceive it. <laughs> Real nice light. Okay. Can he see the track? <laughs> that's a nine. Really the universe is just track. saying no today. <laughs> okay, okay. We're clearly not okay. getting anywhere with this track, so. How about we pay attention to the direction it's yeah. going and maybe follow uh, the follow direction the it's going? Can Rita attempt to track the tracks? Sure. Rita, why don't you try and see if you can tell where the tracks are going? You want me to roll for it. I guess that's probably going to be a nature check, right? Any kind of tracking Actually, is nature. Uh, well, or is that survival? It's survival. In so, it's survival check. Ten! Okay. I think you guys don't really know where these tracks are going. Fuck. Um, okay, I'll try to roll. This is just going to be a giant, hey, I'm going to roll for it now. I'm going <laughs> to roll for it now. If you fail, I'll go down. A 13. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do my thing. I have a thing called saving face. You can uh, increase an ability check, save, or attack roll that would miss by the number of allies within 30 feet of you. Oh, shit. So... That's 13 plus... 17. Plus 4? Yeah, 17. There you go. Okay, that's interesting. So 17. Okay, you pick up the, the tracks and they head away from the house. So you follow the tracks. They head on kind of winding through the wilderness for about a quarter mile. And then uh, the tracks hit a stream. And after that point, you cannot find them anymore. Now it looks like here, uh, this here beast of some sort might have walked along the river or inside the river, swam a bit, carried downstream. Does the stream head towards the um, Stone Treads farm? Yeah, I mean, in in a sort of a roundabout sense, it's not a direct line, but the stream does flow in that general direction. Well, looks the, like a dead end. Well, not maybe not. The stream does. Not so straight, but it does head toward the Stone Treads homestead. Maybe we can go there and figure out some more, maybe pick up the tracks or something. It's getting dark out. It is getting... I want to head back. We'll pick it up tomorrow. I don't know. It sounds like it's going to be more trouble than that. Well, if you're correct about it being a werewolf, it'd be best to catch it in action. Well, then how about we stake out the Stone Tread residence? Perhaps keep watch over the nearby cattle, maybe even in the surrounding farms in the area. Post up with the neighbors and make sure that uh, everyone knows in the area to keep watch over their cattle tonight. How, how long do you expect we have to sunset, oh, Mr. Um, DM? <laughs> you're looking at probably about a half hour before the sun is down, so you've probably got 
hour and a half before you're in darkness. Let's head on back and get our horses and head on over to the stone trance. I'll well, get together my fellow cowpokes and we'll stake it out. I think that's a good idea. You ride for the stone trance farm and uh, warn all the other cowpokes that they need to be on high alert tonight. The rest of you pick a farm around in the surrounding area, ride out there and tell them that if they see any trouble, they should sound any kind of alarm or light a big fire. We should all meet back at uh, the sheriff's station as close to sundown as possible. Does Joan have somebody that can, like, help Abigail watch their farm since he's part of this posse and can't be there for that? Yes. Did jo- we set up kind of like a beacon system so that if there is something oh, that happens... You light you a just, bonfire, I guess. Yeah. Right, light a big fire or... <laughs> burn your light field a big fire burn, and scream real burn, loud. Burn your crops. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw! Set the, the fields on fire. <laughs> Let you add the base. <laughs> but, uh. Somebody but poison the water supply! Our, <laughs> yes, actually, that was, um. Joan has several farmhands that work for him. Oh, that's right. I, so I that forgot was, about Remember, that. that was part of his backstory. Because yep, now I have enough that I was able to start the smithing recently. Yep. Yeah, so he's got, so he's got, he's got a few people that work for him, so yep. I would assume that if he's you're, just gonna if you're out, one of them would probably stay. Yeah. So the five of you have all gone out to various farms, telling them to all be on watch tonight, and uh, are now converging back onto the town here. Are you guys all heading back to the sheriff's station first? I mean, that's where we were told to meet back. I think that Bart is preparing some holy water for everybody. Can Bart do that? (laughs) That's part of the monster hunt. No, wait, is it? Is it part of the... No, I you're the monster hunter. Um, you tell me. Figure shit out. I think it's a religion check, isn't it? To make holy water. Yes. Oh, I mean that—that yeah. that makes sense to me. <laughs> I make some really silvery water. <laughs> I guess I go to the um, to the local church then, seeing as I don't know how to do it, and I <laughs> buy some holy water. You buy yeah, it. You, you buy, buy it. it. I think you could buy holy. Dunk your bucket in and go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you steal the holy water again. <laughs> <laughs> you dang monster hunters. <laughs> so you're going to the church. Yep. So you uh, you get to the church. It's a fairly humble affair. It's you know just one room, couple of rows of pews, and an altar up at the front. <laughs> And uh, on the altar, uh, there's a couple of candles lit, and the parish pastor is uh, standing there, apparently in prayer. Apparently in prayer. <laughs> and his, dun, his dun, dun. You up, he's actually just scratching off some lotto tickets. <laughs> and, Come uh, on, <laughs> Come on, lucky sevens! I don't think that would look like prayer from behind. <laughs> Shit. Anyways, his name is Father Francis. Bart is gonna move on and uh, kneel next to him. The hour is late, my son. What brings you to the church on this evening? Werewolves, Father Francis. I have need of holy water. Are you certain of this, my son? Everything points to it. Wolf tracks. Sentient in nature. The young, uh... Fuck, what was their name? 
Rita, Rita, Rita Baker. Baker. You're swearing in a church. <laughs> Fuck, Father. I can't remember her fucking name. Okay. Uh, the Baker girl was taken by them. Rita, I think you remember her. Ah, uh, yes. Young Rita Baker. Such a nice girl. I don't see anything other than uh, this being werewolves. Very well, my son. I will prepare the holy water, return to your companions, and come back to me shortly. I should have it ready for you. Thank you, Pastor. He bows to him and uh, walks out. Okay. Anybody else have anything they need to do before they uh, they get to the sheriff's station? Evelyn just wants to do a second look at the needle. She didn't really do a close look at it when she picked it up. And she didn't happen to notice if it was even a sewing new needle or even a medical needle. And she kind of is curious about that. She so, wants to see if it could be something that, if cleaned properly, she could use to maybe stitch up wounds later. I mean, she's not against using evidence. <laughs> it's tough times. and <laughs> Okay, let's say you, go, you, uh, you make a quick detour past your little med center that you have. Roll a medicine check. On top of what your other bonuses are, I'm going to give you an additional plus three because you have all of your stuff to work with. My kit. That came out to a 14. As you were able to uh, get this needle into your medical center here and examine it more closely, uh, and I think you do a few tests on the blood as well, uh, you realize two things. First of all, the reason why you were unable to really diagnose this blood in the field is because, as near as you can tell, it's actually kind of a mix of two bloods you've seen before. It's a mix of human blood and also some kind of an animal blood. Uh, now, granted, you're not a, a veterinarian, so you don't really know exactly what, but it, it is definitely not fully human and not fully animal. The Big. second thing that you notice is that this needle is peculiar. It is a sewing needle. However, it is made of silver. Sewing needle? Made of silver. Interesting. And this blood is not entirely human. But, not entirely without human blood in it. I must tell my companions. Okay, so you go back to the the sheriff's office, and uh, I think by that point, uh, you're the last one to arrive. Everybody else has returned by this point. Oh, it's good to see you, Evelyn. Where, uh, did you find anything out? Yes. Whoever committed this crime against the Bakers was committing a violent one, not one of robbery. Otherwise, they would have stolen things. The bakers were clearly wealthy. Even their sewing needles were silver. And the blood. It is not entirely human. Whatever we are facing is not human. Well, now, I must admit that all this evidence I've been hearing does indeed point to a werewolf. And uh, I would further say that the, the fact that Rita went missing... It appears that, yes, it was a violent attack, and uh, possibly a snatching, maybe even a, uh, a hunt. Well, yep. I'd say it's time we head on over to the stone treads and set up our uh, stakeout as one. You know, just because there's not just human blood on the needle doesn't necessarily mean it's one person's blood. It could have been stabbed into two people. 
You're not going to believe us until you see it with your own eyes, are you? Joan, I was going along with those thought processes when I said that whatever other blood on this could have been what did the attack itself. It could be Rita Baker's blood on this needle as well. See? Dr. Jennings even backs me up. No such thing as werewolves. I don't believe that's what she's saying, but, uh... When I, Joan, all I'm saying is that some kind of beast was stabbed with this here needle. I'll agree to that, ma'am. I personally am going to assume that that beast is a werewolf. Even if it's not a werewolf, it's still a beast that's attacking cattle and we need to put a stop to it, alright? Of course. Now let's get out to the, the Stone Treads farm as soon as we can. I've got some business to take care of, but I will be along in a few minutes, ma'am. Of course, Bart. Make it quick, boy. Come on now, Bart here is a upstanding member of our society. Well, we ain't got much time. So you're you're running back over to the church? Yes. Okay. The work is completed. Should you encounter some kind of a werewolf or similar beast, I would recommend using this water to cleanse your blades as opposed to as an offensive weapon. Thank you, sir. And he takes it, and he gives another bow, and he walks out. Alright, Bart, you're riding a, uh, a minute or two behind your companions at this point. So, at this point, the sun is pretty well set. It's almost completely dark at this point. As you're riding along, you come into view of the Stone Tread Farm, and you can see your companions out front, still mounted on their horses, talking to the Stone Treads. You also see, off kind of in the shadows, apparently they can't see them just because of the number of torches around the building, there appears to be some kind of a group of people or something that is walking towards them. So here's here's the thought, alright? I have a heavy crossbow. I was wondering if I could use it while I'm riding the horse. Would I have to do an animal handling check for that? You know, I'm going to say that you can use a crossbow while riding a horse. I think that you are um like a trained hunter. You're probably proficient in all this kind of stuff. So I think you can I think you can shoot a crossbow mounted. All right. I'm going to move close and I'm going to yell, "What's your business? Put your hands up." What are you doing here? Does Rita hear loud enough that everybody can hear him making a commotion? Okay. You just hear kind of a, and uh, one of the people that you saw walking turns to face you, and um, you recognize it as Jeff Bridger. The only problem is, Jeff Bridger died in the mines three weeks ago. He uh, lowers his crossbow and aims for the head, (laughs) and he says, been a while since I had a little fun. That's a 16. That hits. When Rita heard the commotion, she starts making her way over. That's five damage. You, uh, you connect with this zombie, and, uh, you do five damage on him. As his movement action, can, uh, Bart do a, um, an acrobatics <laughs> check and, uh, jump off his horse as it runs off into the darkness, and he land on his feet? I'm sorry, are you trying to pull a Sean Connery and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen type move here? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. 
yeah, okay, do an athletics check. Oh, Bonza. That's a 21. Okay, you effortlessly dismount from your horse, and uh, it rides off into the darkness. <laughs> can I say goodbye to the horse? Evelyn, Evelyn leans back. over to Joan. What? Why would he do that? I, I don't know. Anyways. Well, boys, it's been a little bit here, but how about an initiative roll? Okay, so Rita got what? Rita rolled a 23. Bart, what do you got? 22. Uh, Evelyn? 11. Joan? 18. Neil? 9. Okay. These days, comic book stories are more mainstream than ever. Unfortunately, not everybody has the means to be able to consume all of this greatness. Well, if you were to join me, Brian Wayne, on the Cheers to Comics podcast, I will help guide you through the rabbit hole that is comic books. Whether you're a brand new reader that just walked out of the latest blockbuster summer Marvel movie event and just have to know the source material, or you're an old dog and just want to get a different perspective from another reader, this is the podcast for you. And when I say comic book podcast, this is a comic book podcast. No filler material. I save all of the the movie talk and all of the stuff outside of the illustrated written world of comic books for all of the other podcasts out there. This is for comic book junkies and aspiring comic book junkies only. So tune in with me, Brian Wayne, three times a week. We'll be going over dozens and dozens of books in an overviewed fashion, not necessarily a review manner. But beyond that, I hype you up every week on the books coming out on the the next week coming, as well as a bonus episode. And that could be anything from me dedicating an entire episode to uh, a single story arc, or potentially even a kick-ass interview with a badass comic book creator. So if any or all of that tickles your little fancies, join me, Brian Wayne, and the rest of Slurred Nation on the Cheers to Comic Podcast as I kick back drinks and drop all types of comic book knowledge. Cheers. Hey everybody, RJ here. Hope you're enjoying our 2019 Halloween special. Uh, apologies for my voice sounding the way it is for this commercial break. I've been feeling just a little bit under the weather for the past few days. Nothing too bad, so that's good. But anyways, first of all, I just want to say thank you for listening. If uh, this is your first time listening to our podcast, thanks for giving us a shot. If you are checking us out because you like Halloween, uh, I'd also recommend checking out last year's Halloween special. It's a two-parter, but it's pretty good. And then also, if you want to check out our main campaign, that's kind of what most of our show is, and it's been going pretty well. Uh, just a heads up, though, if you haven't listened to our show and go back to those, the quality of the audio is going to be a bit worse than this episode, because most of the episodes that we currently have up were recorded with an old microphone setup that isn't nearly as nice as the one that we have now, but that is going to change because all the episodes that we have going forward have been recorded with the new microphone setup. So, but yeah, it's, so it's not awful, but it's not great, so... Uh, if you've been a long-time listener or sort of long-time listener, uh, whatever, just uh, thank you as well so much for listening to our show. It does mean quite a lot to us. So getting into the like information stuff, 
Uh, our podcast is now a part of this kind of network of podcasts and maybe other entertainment things like YouTube channels. Uh, it's called, uh, it's kind of two names for it, I guess. There's NXT Wave, Next Wave. I don't know how to pronounce that. Or it's also known as uh, Alternate Reality Radio, I think. Um, and you can find, there's a playlist for it. On, there's a new podcast website called Podchaser. And uh, one of the podcasts in our little group, Lit Gaming Arena, I'm sure if you've listened to our show before, you've heard promos for that podcast. Uh, they curated the list that has all of our podcasts on there. So if you'd like to check out the other podcasts, give them some love. That would be super great. I'd like to give a special shout out, speaking of this group, to Wondersoul. Uh, he's the one that kind of tied it all together. Uh, if you'd like to check out his podcast, go ahead and do that. And speaking of other podcasts, uh, Ray and I, if you like hearing our voices, uh, we do another podcast where we talk about the country music industry, uh, you know, the artists, the music, the history, all that stuff. Um, and that podcast is called Cedar Country. Uh, and you can find that one wherever you're listening to Realms and Nerds at or wherever you can find Realms and Nerds at. So, you know, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, all the all the good stuff. If you'd like to check out our podcast social media, we're on Twitter for sure, at Realms Nerds. Instagram, same thing. Facebook, same thing. There's also a Facebook fan group. It's not really active because there's like nobody in it, <laughs> but it's there. We're also on Tumblr, but that's also not really active because Tumblr's dead. And we're also on, uh, I think, like Reddit or Pinterest, but again, I don't really ever get on those, and I'm the one that mainly runs our social media, so primarily you'll find stuff I mostly post to Twitter and Instagram, and then share Instagram posts to Facebook, and that's about how it works, uh, so if you want to keep up with us, Twitter's probably the best place for that, maybe Instagram. If you make a post about our show on social media, it'd be really cool uh, if you would include the hashtag Realms Nerds, all one word, Realms Nerds, because then anybody that clicks on that hashtag can see your post, giving our show some love or hate or whatever. And so, and we can see that too, and that's just really cool. And actually on Instagram, you can like follow hashtags or something. I don't know. I'm kind of an old man. I don't, I only kind of know what's going on on social media. But anyways, so if you could check us out there, that'd be cool. Thank you, as always, to our friend Kyle for composing our main introductory theme. Thank you, listeners, once again for listening. We super-duper appreciate you. Uh, now I'm not going to hold you back any further. Let's get into the continuing adventures of our Halloween 2019 special, Terror from Elmwood Cemetery. Hey, this is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. Rita, you are up first. Arrayed before you are seven zombies.
Alright, so as Rita comes riding towards the this crowd, she's gonna pull out her rope dart, and she's gonna swing it around, and she's gonna throw it at the first zombie. Okay. That's gonna be 17. That is. It's gonna be 13 damage. Were you targeting any particular zombie, or just... No, the one first one in, like, the herd, that when she was riding up towards it. <laughs> okay. It's a herd. It's a herd of zombies. Seven zombies. You call that. I think. I think the word you're looking for is horde. Horde. It's a herd. Herd. It's a horde. I guess. Whatever. It's a small horde. Well, they rustle up some zombies. Bart, you're up next. Well, he runs towards the zombies and he uh, draws his longsword and he makes a hack at the nearest one. Oh, that's ten. Uh, that's gonna hit. Oh, sweet. Okay. Are you going for the same one you attacked before or a different one? Same one I attacked before. Okay. <laughs> That's six damage. Okay. Joan is up. Joan sees the uh, zombies arrayed before him. What? This can't be real. This gotta be just, just a bad dream. Whatever. See, Joan's a simple farmer, so he doesn't really like running around with swords and things. So, uh, he brought the closest thing to a weapon he had with him, his, uh, trusty field pitchfork. So he's gonna grab that and basically run at one of the zombies with it. Okay. Uh, that's gonna be 23. Yep, that does it. Okay. Eight points of piercing damage. Okay. And also, because these are zombies, do they still have any blood in them? Or no? I mean, they probably have something in there. Yeah. Well, because anytime I attack a creature that has blood in it, it has to make a bleed save. I would say that probably doesn't apply for these enemies. Okay. Because they're not alive in a traditional sense. Okay. Okay, so next up is Zombie 1. He is going to attack Bart. Uh, That's a 6 on the attack. Nope. Yeah, I figure probably not. Next up is Zombie 2, which is attacking Rita. Uh, 15. That will not hit. Alright. Next up is Zombie 3, who is going to attack Joan. That's a 17. Yeah, that's gonna hit. <laughs> that's right, Joan's a baby back bitch back. comes to armor. Always. Always has been. Uh, that's two points of bludgeoning damage. Cool, that's actually only gonna be one point of bludgeoning damage, because... Joan has sturdy build, meaning he's resistant to non-magical slashing, bludgeoning, and piercing damage. Okay. Next up is the fourth zombie. Who's going to make an attack against Neil, and that is nine against AC. Hard no. Okay. Uh, Evelyn is up. Evelyn's going to see her buddy get a little bit of damage done to him. One point of damage. She sees him as the only friendly that's taken any damage, and she, without a second's hesitation, utters some words and casts Shield of Faith on Joan, which will increase your AC by two. Okay. Maintaining concentration, of course. Yep. Uh, Other than that, uh, maintains distance behind her companions, keeping close, but... Definitely keeping her friends between her and the zombies. Okay. Because Bart is kind of off doing his own thing, you're, like, staying behind the other three, correct? Correct. Okay, gotcha. 
Neil's still is up. trying to make sure, you know, nobody flanks her. Right, for sure. Alright, Neil's going to uh, leap from his horse, slap its butt so it runs off, and he's going to back away 35 feet away from the zombies, whip out his longbow, and is going to use um, the perk, make it count. Instead of attacking normally, I can use my attack action to make one carefully aimed attack with a ranged weapon. If it hits, I roll twice as many dice as it would normally deal. That is an 11. That does hit. Sweet. That is 10 points of piercing damage. Okay. Uh, Next up is another one of the zombies who is going after Bart. Uh, 19 against AC. Holy shit, yeah. Just kidding, I'm gonna fuck you up. (laughs) I'm coming for you, don't worry. Uh, that's four points of bludgeoning damage. Um, okay. Uh, next up is another zombie. I just have to say, this worked out really well, because the zombies came out in stat blocks of four and then three in the roll order. (laughs) So there it goes, four zombies, and then three (laughs) three zombies. (laughs) Solid. Uh, next up is zombie number six, who is going after Rita. That's an unnatural 20. That'll hit. Four points of bludgeoning damage. And the final zombie is going after Joan. Uh, that's five. I don't think so. (laughs) Not gonna do it. Bitch slap that Uh, we're back up to Rita. Alright, Rita is going to... Keep moving on her horse because she hasn't dismounted yet. And she's going to lasso the zombie that is attacking Bart and pull it towards her. There are actually two zombies by Bart. The one that just hit Bart. Okay, so that was zombie five. Okay, go ahead. How far away are they? They're probably about 35 feet. Okay. So I have to be a DC 15. I rolled 15, so. That hits, and I I pull them. Okay, so, alright, so he's got to do a strength. They don't have great strength. <laughs> Actually, they have okay strength. They have plus one. Better than me! Uh, that, you know, that's on brand for a zombie. That's a critical fail. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get an attack of opportunity because it's flying bats? No, because he's yanking it away from you. Okay. Yoink. Flies back so So you yank that, you pulling the full 20 feet? He heats it over. Yep. And okay. I guess moving up as she okay. pulls, she's getting closer to it to make the attack with the dagger. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll let you do that because you're on horseback still. Alright. And to hit. Uh, that'll do it. Woo! Eight damage. Okay. Uh, and then, um, after, like, shanking it, can she, like, push it back towards the other zombie? Or, like, the one that she, that, w- that was just attacking her? Uh, no, you can't push it. The only thing you can do with your bonus action is if you want to try and retrieve your lasso, you oh, can yeah, do that. Oh, yeah, I still but... have him lasso. Yes. So I'm just going to keep riding. Okay. Damn. <laughs> Bart, you're up. You now only have one zombie directly in front of you. He watches the zombie just get yanked away, and he's like, he gives a little nod to Rita, and uh, he's going to attack the zombie that's in front of him. Eleven? Uh, yeah, that does it. That is eleven damage. You catch the zombie right in the neck, chop his head off, and he drops to the ground. 
Uh, Jonah's up. So Jonah's gonna uh, still attack the zombie that he was attacking before, I guess. Okay. And that's another 23 versus AC. Yeah, that defo hits. 12 points of piercing damage. This zombie, you catch him again with this pitchfork, and he is looking in a very bad way. I just want to pitch it like, hey, like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeet! Alright, so zombie 2 is up next. Zombie number 1 died. Uh, He is going to run after... Actually, because Rita rode away, he's going to go after Joan. That is a a natural 20. Yup. Uh, three points of bludgeoning damage. That shield of faith did him good. Oh no, right. I've dropped another health point. Uh, zombie three is up. Zombie three actually is also going after Joan. That's an 18. A uh, yup. <laughs> wow, Joan's getting beat up on him. Joan's up. Um, that is five points of damage. Like that's supposed to hurt. Is it just me, or is the farmer class, like, OP? <laughs> well, the farmer is well, just supposed to be able to take a hit and deal damage over time. Only against bludgeoning. And piercing. Uh, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Non-magical, yes. Okay. Um, next up is Next up is Zombie 4. Uh, zombie 4 is going after Neil. They can um, make a 35-foot run. So actually, no, they can't. So, but actually, this one is gonna is gonna start wandering towards you. Then. Damn it! Good. So he'll not I was be, hoping. I wanted to be attacked by the I horde. Finish this one off myself. Evelyn is up. Evelyn draws her crossbow, examines it briefly, noting that it's been a while since she's taken out a weapon, and um, almost wincing, knocks and loses a bolt. Aim for one that hasn't been Which hit. Which one are you shooting at? It's Not fine. one that is near the verge of death. Okay. Uh, 17. It hits. And we lost a healer. We're gonna kill something. <laughs> Worst case scenario, I actually kill it on first hit. Seven damage. Uh, yeah, you do some damage to one of the zombies. Oh, but God, I zombies. hope it didn't die again. <laughs> I was gonna say, they're already dead. Neil, you're up. Neil's gonna put away his longbow, whip out his two short swords, and go to town on this fucking zombie that's walking towards him. Okay. First one is an 11. Yep. Second one, 22. Uh, yep. So he deals uh, nine piercing damage. That one's almost, almost looking dead. Re-dead. <laughs> Uh, okay, next up is one of the zombies. Um, he's gonna go after, uh... Is it zombie number five? Correct. That's the one that I'm pulling, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's five that I'm pulling. Yes, zombie's the one, five is the one you're pulling. So, actually, I'm gonna have him do a... I'm gonna have him do dexterity, actually. Yeah, so that's a one after he has a negative two to dex. Uh, he fucking sucks. Unnatural critical fail. So I'm actually just going to say that he doesn't get a chance to do anything because at this point you've ridden far enough away that the rope has gone tight and he just gets knocked over and is being dragged behind you. Does he take any damage for being dragged? We'll handle that when we get to your turn. Zombie six is up. Zombie six is going to attack Joan, I think. Because why not? That's a nine. Nope. 
And uh, finally, zombie number seven, who was attacking Joan Harbor, is going to turn off and try to go after Evelyn. Like, fuck it is. Uh, that's a 13. Yep. That just barely hits. Uh, that's five points of damage on the good oh. doctor. Uh, and you lose the plus two to your AC as it breaks my concentration. Ow! Who dared to taught you such manners? You know you roll to maintain concentration, right? Did you um, take a hit? Uh, DC any? is ten or half the damage you take, whichever number's higher. That's a ten. Yeah, you, you won. There you, go. you still got concentration. Next up is Rita. Rita, here's the good doctor getting hit. Uh, so she's going to ride over there using her bonus action to release the zombie that's currently being dragged and retrieve her lasso. Okay. See, he took three points of damage from getting dragged. Okay. And then she's going to lasso the zombie in front of Evelyn. Okay. It's a strength check to get pulled. Uh, it's a 12. That will not succeed, so the zombie gets pulled, and then we're just going to make an attack with the dagger. Okay. It's going to be 19, 20, That does it. That's going to do 7 damage. Okay. Uh, Bart, you're up. He's going to rush over to that prone zombie and uh, attack. Don't make it like a... Finish it! Depends on the type of weapon. A sword. Okay, I think you have an advantage. Well, yeah, I'm gonna say you have it. I mean, it's a prone zombie. Because if so it's, have I think it's a ranged weapon, and they're prone, you have disadvantage. But it's not. Oh, I'm really glad about that. Eighteen. Yep. That's seven damage. Okay. That one's looking pretty beat up. Joan, you're up. Joan, noting that the zombie that he was gonna go after has now been yanked away by a lasso. And the doctor's fine again is going to attack the one that he had been attacking again. Okay. 17 versus AC. Yep. That's just four points of piercing damage with the pitchfork. <laughs> okay, well, that just four points is still enough to stab this zombie and pitch him like a bale of hay. Ooh. He is dead. Eats him over the shoulder and says... <laughs> no, not over the shoulder. That's going to be back at the <laughs> <laughs> That's the danger zone. Uh, next up now is zombie number two. Uh, zombie number two is gonna go after Joan. Bring it, bitch. Uh, that's a 15. He okay. brought it. Oof. Uh, that's seven points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Three. You mean three? Oh no, I'm at 18. Man, you're, they're chipping away. You're some beast, huh? Uh, next up resistant. is zombie number four. Zombie 4 is going to go after Neil. It's that tough skin from working out in the fields. That's, uh, 6. That's not going to do it, I'm sure. Bitch, please. Evelyn's up. Seeing that, uh, my friend the farmer has taken a decent number of hits, I'm going to walk up behind him and cast Cure Wounds without expending a spell slot. So, 9 points of health. Okay. Uh, Neil's up. Neil's gonna finish off this zombie with its two short swords, hopefully decapitate. Is he? Let's see. All right. Let us see. That's a seven. Nope. I didn't think so. Mm. That's a 24. Yep. Six 
points of piercing damage. Alright, even though you flubbed the first attack, that was still enough to take the zombie down. Uh, zombie 5 is up. So he's actually going to attack Bart, since Bart's standing right there. Oof, that's a 20. Yep. Uh, that's 5 points of bludgeoning damage. So next up is Zombie 6, who is um, going to go after Arita. 14. That will not hit. Okay. The next up is zombie number seven, who uh, is going to break off and uh, try to go after Evelyn. Uh, 19. Yeah, that hits. Uh, that's two points of damage. Rita, you're up. Rita's going to drop zombie number three that she was dragging. It's going to lasso zombie number six that just attacked Evelyn. Okay. Strength check. Oh, yeah. Critical fail. Alright, she's gonna whip that zombie to her and it's gonna take a slash. That is a um, 13. Yeah. It's gonna be uh, 8 damage. Yeah, that is enough to kill that zombie. She's gonna take her bonus action to retrieve the lasso. Okay. Bart, you're up. There are three zombies left. Is the one that attacked you still up? Yes, the one that attacked you is still up. Okay, well, we're gonna do the thing again. Seven. That thing is not gonna do it. Fuck. Joan, you're up. I guess whatever one is closest to me, I'll attack it. Okay, we'll set it zombie two. Alright, zombie two it is. Thirteen versus AC. Yes. Ten points of piercing damage. That actually is enough to kill this zombie as well. Evelyn, you're up. Seeing Bart wounded and bleeding, I rush to his side and uh, pull out my medicine kit. No anesthesia. Absolutely no anesthesia. Good. And heal him for 12 points of healing. Damn. Yeah, medicine kits are no good. Where are you in our main campaign? He doesn't need anesthesia. Bart's not a bitch. I'm a hobgoblin warrior. Hobgoblin ain't no bitch. He I poured rubbing alcohol straight on it, <laughs> looked him in the eye, and he goes, Is that it? He just took I a like swig that. of whiskey and went... With one tear rolling down <laughs> the side <laughs> of his face. He took a swig of the rubbing it? alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> he just he got more the, yeah. He drinks the rubbing alcohol. <laughs> 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 oh. Don't waste perfect All right. alcohol. <laughs> All right, Ellen, you've patched up Bart a little bit. Neil, you're up. So Neil's gonna go after the nearest zombie with his two short swords running at it. Do it. One of them is an eight. That hits. Ooh, I knew it. And the other one's a fucking eighteen. Yep. Yeah, eight actually is the AC. So you just got it. Twelve piercing damage. Good news, he is re-dead. Woo! We like to hear that. Yoink. Put him back in the grave. (laughs) Next up is the only remaining zombie. Seeing his friend's dead naturally does the smart thing and continues attacking. Uh, That is going to make a a stumbling uh, attack towards Neil. Uh, Nine. Hard no. Rita. Rita's gonna whip around her rope dart and aim for the jugular. It's going to be an 11. Yep. And that's 13 damage. And he is dead. 
As you finish off the last of the zombies, you uh, are trying to regain your composure, and from off in the distance, you hear, Hey, over here! You run to the uh, the cries, and you find a cattle that has been freshly butchered. A cow? A cattle. A cattle? It's a cattle. Uh, was this like a farmhand calling us over? Yeah. What? What, what did you, what, what you find? Uh, this cow has been butchered not more than ten minutes ago. L- look at him, he's still, he's still warm. I knew these zombies weren't the only thing that, uh, were gonna be our problem tonight. Flat figures. Hey, Bill, you happen to see any tracks around here? Uh, you know what, I, I, I was investigating over here, I saw there's a blood trail heading off that way. Follow the trail! Now we follow the trail. This ain't real, this ain't real, this ain't real. It's just a nightmare. Jones back there, like, slapping himself in the face. Well, it's no one. Okay, Reed's actually going to fall back real quick, put her arm around Joe and go, Hey, Joe, and I just want to let you know, you did some great fighting out there. I know you, uh, this ain't normally your skill set, but, uh, I just want to let you know you did a real good job, and, uh, Zambies are definitely real, and these werewolves, uh, I think it's still out there. I'm just still waiting until I wake up, ma'am. That's all I'm Come on now, warm. get your head in the game. All right, all right. Ahead. All right, so y'all collect your horses and follow the trail, and um, the trail of blood goes away fairly quickly. However, you are able to see using torches and whatnot that there is some of these big footprints that you saw before, and uh, they're very easy to follow. Um, you can tell that whatever made these footprints did not do much of a uh, job of disguising them this time. You follow them for a little while until you are led to the old Kraken mine shaft that uh, was abandoned several years ago. The old Kraken mine shaft. That's the Kraken mine shaft. I got a bad feeling about this, boys. Y'all ready? Dismount. Head in the mine shaft, I guess. I got this from the priest uh, before I uh, headed out of town. I feel like we should apply it to our weapons. It's like, it's, it's holy water. Well, alright. Oh, yeah, of course. I think we all apply holy water to our weapons, right? Yep. All right. So you're now heading into the mine shaft? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Yes. <laughs> you nonconformist. All right. You guys head in cautiously. Um, you see signs that several uh, large objects have been dragged through this area recently. And as you're going along the shaft a little bit, uh, you can see a little bit of light up in the distance. It's around a uh, around a bend in the mine shaft. Neil's gonna poke his head just around the corner to see what's going on. Okay, you see a uh, a figure, some kind of a humanoid figure, bent over a slab of meat. He's gonna quickly whip his head back and whisper to the others, "Hey." I saw a humanoid figure back there. That might be our werewolf we're looking for. All right, then, I say. Let's stick to our way on in. Neil's actually going to very, very slowly make his way around the corner and take aim with his bow. And with an arrow that's been dipped in holy water, take a shot at this uh, werewolf with his um, make it count ability. Okay. You gotta be shitting me! <laughs> it's a fucking crit fail! <laughs> Fuck you, die! Alright, you take your shot, and you actually, as you're about to take your shot, 
you trip on a rock and you fall out into full view of this creature who stands up and whips around towards you. And even though this face is furry and looks somewhat wolf-like, you are all able to recognize through all of this the face of Vince, who works in the town. He actually works at the general store. Neil, what are you doing here? You're... Uh, you're not... You can't be here. Now, let me see if I got this right. You're the werewolf, the thing that's been attacking our cattle. And don't tell me you're not. I see that pile of I meat could... behind you. I wish you hadn't seen this. Uh, and uh, he's actually gonna he's gonna leap towards you. Oh shit! As Neil. this is happening, can Rita step out and throw her lasso? You can step out, but the attack is gonna happen. Okay. All right. So um, first is a nine against AC. Nope. Okay. Second is a six. Ah, uh, yeah, that hits. No. Worst werewolf. Yeah, ever. he doesn't do super good with that. So, uh, yeah, he misses with both of those, and, um... Somebody left banana peels on the floor. I guess we'll do, uh, some... Do some initiative here. Probably would be a good idea. Okay, 20 initiative! Plus 4, 24. Okay. Uh, Bart, what do you got? Uh, magically... Uh, 13. Okay, Joan, what do you got? 3. Okay. Evelyn? Uh, 16. And Neil? 16. What's your initiative there? Plus two. Plus four. Rita's gonna be up first. She's gonna lasso Vince. She's not uh, trying to pull him closer, but kind of like pull him down. Kind of off right. of Neil. Uh, so we got a nine on strength check. Yeah, it doesn't succeed. So she's gonna pull him off, and she's gonna uh, she's gonna before she makes a strike. You don't have to do this, Vince. I know you're in there. Ah, get out of here! And, uh, she's gonna go for a stab, like, in the leg. Okay. Fourteen? Uh, fourteen hits. Ten damage. Okay. Uh, Neil, you're up. I'm gonna cast Hunter's Mark on Vince. Yeah, I'll attack him with my two short swords. Okay. I rolled a nineteen and a unnatural twenty against him. Okay, both those are gonna hit. Oh my god. That's Yikes. 23 piercing damage. Okay. Evelyn, you're up. Evelyn would like to cast Blindness. Okay. <laughs> Casting it on Vince. He needs to succeed on a saving throw at the end of its turn. So, for the next turn, for sure, he's blinded. My eyes! Okay. What happened to It's a constitutional saving throw. Okay. Bart, you're up. Okay, I'm just gonna attack him with my holy water sword and seventeen. Uh, that hits him. Okay. Everybody else gets advantage because he's blinded, but so that's eleven. Eleven points of damage. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Vince is uh, gonna try to attack uh, Neil again. So that's a um, 15 on the first attack. Damn it, yes. Okay, and then 11 on the second attack. Nope. So the first attack is 9 points of damage. Alright. And then I need you to make a constitution saving throw. 
13. All right, you're good. Uh, so then what do I need to roll? What, Constitution? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a 10. That does not succeed. Okay. Joan is up. This isn't real, this isn't real, this isn't real, and is going to run at him with the pitchfork. Nat 20 plus 4, 24. Yeah, it does. That's 14 piercing damage, plus you have to now make a bleed save. Okay. Oh, look, it's a zero. You killed him. <laughs> Damn! That actually, that actually was, uh, he only had 14 hit points Hold on, left. can we, uh, get some flavor text then? <laughs> yeah, let's say, come on. Joan comes running forward, muttering about how this isn't real, and, uh, as he raises his pitchfork in the air, he just goes, Die, dream demon! <laughs> and stabs it down straight into, uh, to Vince and kills him. That's awesome. Well, I thought he was going to continue running. You, Joan, I told you you had it in you this whole time. I can wake up now. I can wake up now. Joan, can, Joan. Can... She's going to slap him across his face. Y- yes, ma'am. Hey, you're not dreaming, boy. Bart is going to walk up to Neil and look at the wound the werewolf made and uh, pull out a vial of holy water and just drink it. Pour it on the wound just to make sure that, uh... No shit goes down? Yep. Yeah, Neil would appreciate that. Alright. So after you've, uh, after you've collected yourselves a little bit, you notice that further down this mine shaft, you can see a faint glow of light. Follow the faint glow of light! You go slightly farther on, following this glow of light, and, um... As you read, there's kind of a little bit of a downward slope, and as you are starting to reach the bottom, it opens up into a larger chamber. As you step into this lit chamber, the passage behind you suddenly rumbles a bit, and some rubble falls behind you, effectively sealing you in, at least for the time being. Dang, nabbit. As you turn and survey the room, you see a few things. At the far end of this room, about 30 feet away from you, is a wooden table with some kind of collection of body parts that appears to be, like, partially sewn together. Standing between you and the table is a large man who also appears to have been made from several different bodies that have all been sewn together, and he hulks over most of you, standing about seven feet tall. Behind him, standing next to the table, is a shorter man who is holding a bound Rita Baker. And he addresses you, he says, Ah, I see you have discovered my lair. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Dr. Frank Einstein III. My friends call me Dr. Frank. But you're not my friend, so you will refer to me as Dr. Einstein III, understand? Well, now, sir, I think we just need to slow down. Just pump the brakes here a little bit. Can I my even looking at? <laughs> Can I be frank here, sir? I, I don't think I'm going to address you at all. You have come here just in time to witness the dawn of a new era. I have done it. I have created my own Adam. And he gestures to this flesh monster in front of you. And once this dear lady donates some uh, additional materials, I will have created an Eve. My own new race.
So uh, Neil would like to knock an arrow and shoot at the doctor with his uh, make it count ability. Uh, okay. okay. Go ahead. Here's the hope, and I don't fuck this up. Shouldn't, considering that's uh, 23. Okay. That's uh, 12 piercing damage. This arrow flies true, connects directly with the throat of the doctor, and he goes, hey, shit, and falls to the ground dead. <laughs> Neil doing work. <laughs> However, now this, uh, this large beast that he has created is charging towards you. Uh, well, now I guess swords. it's uh, out of the frying pan and into the fire. Bring it on, Adam. Bring it on. Probably How should do some initiative rolls. Oh, I guess this is no Herman Munster. <laughs> I rolled an eight. Rio's got an eight. Okay. Neil? Neil got a 14. Uh, Evelyn? Evelyn got a six. Bart? 22. Joan? 12. First up in the order is Bart. He's going to take out his heavy crossbow and try to take a shot at this thing. Okay. That's a 12. Uh, that's going to hit. Sweet. That's 8 damage. Okay. Adam is actually up next, and he is going to smash into into Bart as he's just running here. 25 for the first attack. Holy crap. shit. And 26 for the second attack. Oh yeah, God. both of those are going to hit. <laughs> That's going to be 28 points of damage. Oh to my Bart. God. I'm down. All right, Bart gets just absolutely slammed and uh, gets smashed into the wall and falls to the ground unconscious with blood pooling out of him. Oh Bart! Neil, you're up. Yeah, I'm going to... Take my two short swords and go to town, this fucker. Uh, after I cast Hunter's Mark on. Okay, go ahead. So, the first one is a 10. That'll do it. Woo! And the second one's a 24. Let's fucking go to town, this bitch. 15 piercing damage. Okay. Joan, you're up. Joan's gonna take the pitchfork and run at big meat dude, Adam. On a scale of 1 to 10, how buck wild does Joan think this is? <laughs> this is a fever dream, man. <laughs> oh, wait, no, dude, Joan's, wait. uh, Joan, after killing the werewolf, has accepted that this is probably real and is just freaking out about how crazy it is. 15. Yep, that does it. Nine points of damage, and does he have blood in him? He does. So, make the damn bleed save. Okay, what do I do for that? You just roll d20. Plus anything or just straight up? Uh, I think it's just straight roll. Uh, five. Nope. So, uh, you can make the save uh, roll at the end of every one of your turns, but until you do save and stop bleeding, you are going to take one point of necrotic damage every turn. Okay. Uh, read it up. Rita is going to channel energy into her rope dart, and she's going to cast wheel charge on it, and then she's going to make an attack with it. Twelve. That'll hit. That's 
14 damage. Okay. Evelyn's up. Evelyn, seeing uh, Bart thrown against the wall and bleeding, immediately dashes towards his side and casts Spare the Dying to stabilize him. Okay. And then turns around, because a cantrip only burns a uh, bonus action, and casts Guiding Bolt towards the monster. Okay. That's a 14. That does hit. It is 16 points of radiant damage. Okay. Bard is up. She just whispers th- under her breath. I oh, can't. God, I'm, I'm just stabilized. I'm laying like, on the ground. I'm like... Literally means you can't do a damn thing. Yeah, okay, I'm, so I guess, so I guess you, you do nothing. I'm asleep. Moving on. Uh, Adam is up, so he takes one point of damage from Necrotic. And then, uh, in a rage, he's actually gonna go after, uh, go after Rita. Oof. Um, that one is a 24. Jeez, that'll hit. And that is a, another 24. Yep. Holy fuck. Man, all the good rolls just came at the end. The zombies <laughs> couldn't hit anything. <laughs> that is 36 points of bludgeoning damage. Holy fuck. Oh, dear robot policeman. down. And just with that, the, the sheriff is also felled to the ground. Neil, you're up. Okay, uh, holy shit. This freaking meat monster, I tell you. Uh, what does guiding, does guiding, doesn't guiding bolt, like, give us advantage or something if it connected? Guiding bolt. Flashlight. In the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage. Thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target until then. Apologies, it's hers. No, it's the, no. Whoever, whoever the next attack, the next attack on the creature. Okay. Basically, so, it also marks him until the end of my next turn. So, you're the first person... Do my attacks have advantage, or does, does it... Uh, first advantage, it doesn't Okay, my stack. first one. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so my first one is a nat 20. That oh, is. Oh my god, this is going to get insane. And then my second one... Are you still punished, Mark? ...is a critical fail. 14 piercing damage. Okay. Uh, you hit him, and he is, uh, really starting to look like he's falling apart at the seams here. You know, some of the stitch work is coming apart, and he's, like, l- looks like he's about to fall off. over. <laughs> Joe, and you're up. Oh, we're gonna attack him again with the pitchfork. 22 versus AC. Holy yep. Okay. kicking ass today. Yeah, but it wasn't a nat 20. So. Where are these rolls during our normal campaign? I mean, seriously. Well, that's three points of damage. Joan connects with his pitchfork and uh, does some more damage, and he is really looking like he's about to fall apart here. Rita, you're up. Rita's on the ground. She's saving throw. That's a four. That's a fail. Evelyn, you're up. All the way to hell. Evelyn is going to notice that the sheriff has gone down and immediately rush towards her side. Okay. And going to cast your wounds. That'll be nine points of health. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, Bart's up, but he's still just on the ground, so then we're back to Adam. Adam is just, like, stumbling around, but he's gonna kind of, like, wheel around, and he's gonna try and take a swing at Neil here. Oof. Uh, that's a nat 20. 
So that's no, actually 27. That no, I, I don't think that hit. That's a big whiff right You're there. going down. That one. Well, good news is the second one's a critical fail, so you only get to the one. <laughs> so we can what I did today. Bad news is it's double damage. Well, so it makes up for that critical fail. So basically it's just normal damage. Fuck me. <laughs> he about to. Uh, that's 20 points of bludgeoning damage. I'm still alive! Neil gets slammed, but after the the years of working out in the fields, he's used to getting beat up, and so he's, uh... He is a tough motherfucker. He's able to hang on. Joan! <laughs> we gonna go after this boy again. Okay. Nat 20 plus 4, 24. Yup. 11 points of piercing damage. Joan... Adam is falling to pieces. His back is to you as he attacks Neil. What are you doing? I mean, Joan is gonna back up and then full tilt charge at him with the pitchfork, trying to aim to get the pitchfork, like, to pop through the seams around, uh, dude's really tall, so probably around the chest area. Okay. Joan steadies himself. He charges towards Adam, catches him clean in the back this pitchfork goes directly through actually uh gives uh neil a little slice across the chest with these pitchfork prongs because of how hard he comes through but he uh fells this foul beast ow nice job joe that was impressive if i do say so myself i just want all this weirdness to end what did I tell you joan you were gonna be the hero all the the, the whole time you you right from the beginning Yes, you've saved us all. Well, except poor. Well, of Bart course not, there. you, Evelyn. You're the uh, real hero of the day. Poor Bart. <laughs> Bart. There's... I say we throw a burial. Uh, you you may want to. We're just gonna walk over to Bart and uh, take his hand and start pulling him up. Okay. To his feet. You may want to take your deputy back for a little closer examination. Of course, oh I'll bring him by your station. Yes. Um, I'll have to take a second look at this one, I guess. Uh, this, is, this is enough crazy for me. I, I don't... I think I'm going to leave the, the hero stuff to you guys. I'm just... Farm life's good enough for me. The girl. The, the, the girl. Holy shit, we forgot Rita about Baker. the girl! Rita Baker! <laughs> Neil rushes to Rita. <clears throat> And this is where our story draws to a close. Our heroes are able to free Rita Baker from her restraints and return her to her family. It was discovered that this doctor had uh, fled from those that pursued him in his homeland and came here to attempt to finish his work and was almost successful until you were able to stop him. So after that, everybody returns home. They go back to their jobs, back to the things that they were doing before. However, one member of the party did not return home completely empty-handed. After returning home and uh, saying hello to his wife and recounting the events, Joan went out to his workshop as he liked to do at night to tinker around with his smithing a bit. And from his pocket, he produced a small alchemy bag that he had found in the lair of the evil that they had destroyed. A small bag of gunpowder.
what other sordid stories are stored away in the dark corners of Pridea? It appears you shall have to wait until next Halloween to find out. Until then, I wish you good fright. Ha 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 